Hello, Ed Sheeran. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You are uh, the third last interview of the day, which is um, which is cool. It's really nice to be speaking to you, man. An honor to be speaking to you, sir. The Zach Sang. We got Dan over here. We got Heather. What's up? And we we got to ask, where the hell have you been for the last year? <laughs> Uh, I've been around, been around the block a couple of times. Um, I went to Iceland and then Ghana and then Japan and then Fiji and then Australia and then New Zealand. Wow! And then a little bit time, little bit time in New York, a little bit time in Italy. So uh, everywhere, a bit of time in Ireland. <laughs> the culture yeah. that you're soaking in on these trips. How are you documenting it? I mean, I, it must be filled with inspiration. Uh, I started writing a diary, which is very. Um, Seventeenth uh, century of me, I think, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm. Uh, I kind of. I ju- I think I just needed time to recharge. Is that where you, oh, the, these last songs, "Shape of You" and "Castle on the Hill," were created during these trips? Where was it? Do you remember? Uh, shape. Well, "Shape of You" was written about a month ago. Yeah, shape, that was like a really late edition. I fi- I finished it about a week ago before. Wow! Literally, like literally, like a week ago, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a late addition. But the, um, the inspiration behind that just, I didn't have uh, any sexually charged songs for the album, <laughs> and right. uh, I think it, I think, I think that's what was needed. Obviously, avoid because I think you know at, at this point, I mean, it, sexually charged songs. I don't think they're big in your repertoire, you know. But it, there's a lot of passion, right. a lot of you know, and that I hear in Shape of You. Who was that written about? I mean, what were you thinking about? When you were describing uh, a person, I, I wanted to I wanted to write an appreciation song for the female form rather right, right. than and that, yeah like the actual <laughs> shape of a, a like all any shape. So that was yeah. the, it, 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 instead of writing a song being like you're beautiful or you're this or that. It was like I'm, I'm in love with the shape of you rather than I don't, I don't know. It it made sense in my head and <laughs> and pe- people seem to like it. Castle on the Hill. This song. Uh, it's about, correct me if I'm wrong, home in general, right? The idea of home. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like, that's the kind of ambiguous one, but the actual, like, literal is, it's my my hometown, which is in the middle of nowhere, no one ever visits, um, and I really wanted to write an appreciation song on it because it's beautiful. How often do you think about home? Well, I I live there now. I bought I, I bought I bought a house there, so I I thankfully get to spend most of my time there. That's great. That's incredible. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, but it's a lot of traveling, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, I get to I get to wake up and look at a field rather than wake up and look at a building. Do you not enjoy all the fame that comes with the success? Because in Castle on the Hill, it seems like you miss the simpler times. Well, I still I'm still a pretty simple person anyway, so <laughs> I'm still living in the sim- simpler times. But no, I uh, yeah, fame's like uh, I think you just you just have to find a way to deal with it in your own way. And the kind of reason I took the break is I didn't know how to deal with it, um, so I wasn't I wasn't really enjoying it. Um, and now I've kind of recharged my batteries and. Thought thought about why I was in the music industry and uh, come back to it with a different view, and I don't really mind that. Like I'm, I'm really grateful that people have a lot of love for the music I make, which is which is nice. And why do you think you're in the music industry? Why do you put up with it? Uh, to perform, and it took a year of not performing to realize that because I start started getting like pangs of 
pangs of being upset and I was like what am I upset about and I was like oh yeah I haven't played a show in a year and it's that it's that buzz it's that it's like it's like it's like a drug it's like a drug you get you get addi- addicted to it that's why people that's why Bob Dylan will continu- continually tour because he he that that's his that's his drug can you describe the feeling when you step off a stage after an incredible show after MSG sold out do you know what the, I mean the feeling when you step off stage is just kind of like whatever like what what we're doing next but that feeling when you step onto stage is it's kind of uh if you were to drink 14 cans of red bull um (laughs) but in a but in a nice in not not in a like twitchy weird paranoid way but in a really nice euphoric whoosh sensation that goes it's just a big hit of adrenaline would you ever tour with a full band or do you not like that the full band feel uh, I don't like it at the moment because I'm young enough and sprightly enough to be able to jump on boxes and um, entertain on stage. But I think as soon as I like break my hip or something like that when I'm older, I'll get so I'll like thirty five ish. Start touring like. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you never know. You never know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, so MSG, do you set goals for in, in the touring world? Do you want to do a stadium one day? I've I've already done a stadium in America. I've done like six. We oui. did uh, uh, the big. I did the big one was Fox, Foxborough. Uh, the oh, uh, Boston. One. I feel like a piece yeah. of sold me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I sold out. No, I saw your MSG. I'm sorry. I saw your MSG show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, that's all right, no. man. That's all right. We thought you topped that's off right. at MSG. To, to be honest, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> no, good. No, you know. But, I, but you know, when a goal, a goal, another goal would be to do something like Giant Stadium because I haven't done that yeah. yet. So that would be that. That would definitely be one. But don't don't worry, man. No one really knows about. About the Boston show because it kind of came at the end of a tour and wasn't really he- heavily publicised. Oh. But it did. We did. We did. So I had uh, Chris. Chris Martin came on. We sung. We sung Yellow together. Oh, nice. cool! How do you measure success right now in your life? Because I mean, is it hard for you to gauge because you have accomplished so much? No, I think success is me and all my family. There is never a point where we wake up and go, "I want to do that," and then can't do it. I think that's the that that that's my success right you know like if i if i'm like oh i want to i want to go to go to iceland uh and bring my parents or or something like that or like you know it's just the, the uh success for me has taken out the um the worry of things which is could be unhealthy but at the moment it's it's a very nice thing and that's it, that must be a freeing feeling for you and for your family that comfort for the first time yeah. you know in a long time yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. I mean, I definitely don't want to lose the uh, memories of um, what it was like before, though, because I think I think me, well, especially me and my parents and uh, my mates will go a bit wild with that. I think we'll. Yeah, you don't want to get you don't you, you don't want to get to a point where it's normal to travel all the time. Well, when you yeah. first stepped away in December of 2015, you said that the upcoming album was the best you've ever written. So how much of the album was already done back then? Uh, 50% of it. And then I made another 50% and then I didn't really fit. And so I scrapped it and then I made another 50% and now it's done. But <laughs> that, at, that, at the point of writing that tweet, I had Ca- Castle on the Hill was already in the bag and um, 
a few other singles that will be coming out soon. Do you keep lyrics in your diaries or do you just document stories and then create from there? How does it work for you? No, I'm not I'm not really a big writer down of lyrics. Uh, I know I know I know all the rappers ever go, I don't write my lyrics, man, but like <laughs> it's really easy just to be in the studio and drop down lines one by one and that's kind of what I I do as well. But it, it isn't like Jay Z actually writes the whole rap in his head and then raps it. But like just standing in a booth and putting down a line one by one when it sounds good, like that's that's kind of normal, I think. So I don't I don't I don't really write stuff down, but I wouldn't I wouldn't brag about it and be like I don't write lyrics, man. You know, I, because yeah, I would. I, I would. Yeah. Is that what a, from a music fan perspective? Is that a cool thing to get a chance to learn how the other greats create? I mean, you are around incredible musicians always. You must just pick up knowledge and just stories just being around. Yeah. Uh, I heard a very cool story about um, Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. Um, Eminem wanted he'd heard that Kendrick Lamar was the best rapper, and he invited him to the studio to get get him on a song. And he arrived, and Kendrick came with all his mates. And uh, Eminem said, um, I just want you in the studio, just you on your own. And then my engineer is going to come in and then record you doing it, but your mates aren't allowed in. And then Kendrick did it, wrote a sick verse, and then all everyone came in to listen to it. And Eminem said he did it to test Kendrick because he thought he had a ghostwriter. And he oh. then realized that he didn't and then claimed that he was the best, which wow. is, which is kind of cool, I think. Wow. That's a really cool move. Yeah, that was uh, Rick Rick. Rick, Rick Rubin, who did my second album, did that um, Eminem album. He told me that story. That's very cool. Which I thought was a good story. When you get into a studio with somebody, what do you listen to of theirs? Do you, Or do you just go in with no knowledge? How does it work when you collaborate with somebody? Uh, I usually won't step into a studio with someone unless I like their stuff. Um, you know, uh, but, but yeah, I guess, um, I guess when I'm working with someone, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the last time I did it was. I haven't done it in a while, um, so yeah. Did I you work with any other... Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, that's, oh. that, that's it. Uh, were you going to say, did I work with any other artists on this album? Yeah, because I know you're a big fan of hip-hop, so did you work with anybody on this upcoming album? I got I got John Mayer on a guitar solo that's oh, uncredited, cool. that's quite quite cool, because I did a really terrible guitar solo on a song, and I was like, <laughs> I bet John Mayer could do this better, so I emailed him and he did it a lot better. <laughs> that's awesome. Ed Sheeran, dude, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It means a lot. One thank more, you so much. Nice one. One more question from Dan. I see tons of people online asking what you're going to name your albums when you run out of math symbols. Have you thought about that? <laughs> well, I'm, I don't, I'm not planning to do the math symbol thing for uh, all of them. But yeah, I have thought about that and I have another five lined up that will be after the next. I've got two more maths things and then I've got five more different things coming up. Cool. Wow. Ed Sheeran. So, so at least five more albums from Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Awesome. Hey. Uh, it was seven. Oh, at seven. least seven more albums. Oh, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. And then I'm done. You plan on doing this. I mean, so at that point, you're going to be much older. So do you plan on going forever? Or do you have an age in your mind that you want to stop? Uh, I think the time in my life where I would like to pause is uh, kids. I would like to see my kids grow up and then when they get to about sort of like 14, 15, 16 when they don't really want their dad around anymore because he's <laughs> uncool that's that, that's when I'll start doing it again Ed Sheeran thank you sir for taking the time it really means a lot thank you thank you hey congratulations nice on an incredible uh, release and seriously man you are one of the greatest storytellers and artists of our generation and you populate the world with incredible thank music and it means a lot so thank you thank you so much man that's a really kind thing to say thank yeah. you thanks for taking the time this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.